Team Awesome is back. That's right. Very Entangled Talk with Team Awesome is back. And today we are continuing the hiatus, but at least this time we're continuing with another guest. Joining us this evening is going to be Kelsey's husband, Neil. Hi, Neil. Hello. Hi, Neil. Okay, so go ahead and introduce yourself and talk about what level of fan you consider yourself. This is something we've never had to ask anybody before. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Well, I'm Neil, and my level of fan is lower than Kelsey's. I would say it would be forced, uh, because... <laughs> forced enjoyment? Yeah. <laughs> At the we'll no, it can't be that forced, because like, you come up with headcanons and theories and speculate, yeah. so you're more of a fan than you think you are. That's the funny part. I'm just a speculator. <laughs> <laughs> it's good times. He enjoys the show. I don't know. After seeing Ellie be right about Dark Prince, I want to be right about something. <laughs> yes. Get all my bird variant don't we theory. All? No. <laughs> See, and here's the thing: is that oh, come on. Ellie is it was right about this huge, massive thing, and I'm right about small things on a regular basis. So it's like either one of those feels pretty damn good. I'm going to tell you that much. <laughs> um, so before we jump into our topic of conversation this evening, I'm going to do the quick announcements of things that have gone on in the past month or so. Um, the D23 Expo news had more to do with Disney Plus than did with Tangle the series specifically. However, we know that seasons one and two will be included with the launch of Disney Plus, but we don't know if season three will be, and we still don't have an airing date. Boo, hiatus continues. Um, Disney Plus will be airing new episodes of its shows in a once-per-week format, so even if season three does and- air on we won't be flooded with a bomb and we'll be able yes. to continue Tangled Talk like normal instead of like, by the way, here's a three, five hour long episodes to catch up on the whole season. <laughs> that um, sounds awful. <laughs> <laughs> but um, if it's Arrow's on, just not do the podcast if that happens. <laughs> like, we watch just the point. Like, yeah, I mean, we we might do like an episode of like, so how about that season three, y'all? You know? <laughs> yeah. But, um, if it's aired on Disney Channel or uh, Disney Now, um, we still don't know the intended release format because I know that like on Disney Channel, they're still talking about doing like bombs and doing like one an, one episode a weekday or two episodes a week every weekend. So uh, we don't know exactly. Basically, we're all in the lurch. We have no idea what's going on. No. Just like always. <laughs> I can't tangled fan. How fun is that? <laughs> um, so the new line of the designer dolls is coming out of the Disney store, and it's the Midnight Masquerade set. Rapunzel is included, and her doll will be available on November 2nd. Um, the it's last so issue, the very last issue of the comic, Here It Is, was released on August 28th. And that is the very last one. As far as I know, there's no more comics after this. So, sad. That makes me sad, actually. Um, Walmart has released a Rapunzel ornament that's being sold in Walmart and will possibly beat other retailers later. But it's series Rapunzel, which mm-hmm. is like unheard of. Like, this reminds <laughs> me of last year when suddenly there was wrapping paper. And this year there's suddenly an ornament. Doesn't it have like, the old show's name, though? Like, it's not even the actual new show's probably, name. <laughs> probably, probably, like, it was made way back when and then, like, only just got around to production or something <laughs> like that. Or somebody, like, opened up a warehouse and went, oh, hey! You know? <laughs> They're like, we need one more ornament. Uh, uh that one! <laughs> um, on August 27th, Tangled was trending on Twitter. Hashtag Tangled. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure how it started. Honestly, I don't think it had anything to do with the movie, but because it was trending, uh, trending, 
people were asking for a sequel, and I presume they were asking for a sequel because Frozen 2 news has been rampant well with D23. Um, so now's a good time to remind everybody about hashtag Air More Tangled movement. Um, we're not asking Disney to end the hiatus, even though that would be nice, but we want them to air reruns of the series and advertise it more because less people would be asking for a sequel if they knew about the series. I mean, mm -hmm. seriously. I mean, and I've actually been seeing on Tumblr more and more people being like, so I just binged the whole series and I'm like, well, we are getting new viewers, you know, but... It all started not... because I guess Tangled was a co it was a word for a story that day. So people had to write okay. stories in their tweets. And okay. everybody was like, why is it trending? Mm -hmm. And then we were like, right. well, so now we can talk about the series. <laughs> well, uh, since it's trending, you know. Yep. Yeah. Um, okay, so September, which started four days ago. Well, three days ago, since it's the fourth today as we are recording this. September is Ariana Appreciation Month. Once again, being hosted by Have You Heard of That Hair Show on Tumblr. Um, you can go to her blog for the prompts or um, Tangled BEA. You can go to my blog for the prompts also. You can ask any one of us what the link is. We Hey, let's put a link in the thing below. Okay, we're going to put a link in the descriptions on YouTube. Yes, I will. Um, and the week of September 9th through 15th is also New Dream Week. And we will put a link to those prompts in the um, description on YouTube. Um, Ricky's quest is still a thing. Until Ricky Roxburgh tells us what it is that we missed, we can keep scouring season one and guessing. Also, he has informed me that he knows when he's going to reveal it, but he does not intend to tell us when he's going to reveal it. So one day, Ricky's just going to say, okay, now I'm going to tell you. Um, it took off I so well. Everybody it really loved did. it. I've oh got to assume it's going to be when the episode airs where it's relevant. See, I actually think yeah. that what it's going to be is I suspect he may tell us when we get the news that season three is going to start, mm -hmm. not necessarily on the air date mm. of season three, but when we get the day that we get the news, that's, but this is just my suspicion. And I'm sure Ricky's listening to this and laughing at us mm, because know, right? it's Ricky rocks. <laughs> um, so on to our actual topic today, we are actually going to talk about Cassandra's turn and her character development throughout the series. This is specifically a Cassandra centric episode of Tangled Talk. Um, we're going to talk about her journey and her and potentially how she got to where he is with the possible foreshadowing that the writers and artists part have put into the series throughout seasons one and two. Um, we're going to preface this by saying that nobody here hates Cassandra or thinks she was evil the whole time. I assume. I don't think Neil thinks that. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> but nor, nor do we, any of us think that this was her plan all along. This does not mean that they weren't dropping subtle hints that they intended to make her an antagonist the whole time. I mean, uh, straight up, I mean, they were. Let's mm -hmm. face it. I mean, there are things that people have been saying since the beginning of the series, so it's very clear. Um, it's it's very interesting because, I mean, it really did start with, like, stuff in Tangled Before Ever After. I mean, right away, people were like, oh, that's the villain. And we were like, what are you talking about? That's the villain. That's not the villain. <laughs> And then the crew laughed at us because they knew and we did not. Um, yes, this whole thing is going to be about Cassandra. Yes, other characters have character flaws, but we are not looking at other characters' flaws right now. I have seen at least one post on Tumblr saying everybody's, you know, using Challenge of the Brave as an example of Cassandra, you know, having this in her to hurt Rapunzel. But in Goodbye and Goodwill, Rapunzel was a yes, she was, but that's not what we're talking about. <laughs> so... Um, I mean, and honestly, when it comes to posts like that, that is usually the case in general, is that, yes, you have a point, but that's not what people are talking about, and that's why they're not using it as an example. Um, so, 
she was hard to read at the very beginning. I mean, as everybody knows who listens to this show regularly, I had a lot of trouble liking her at first. Like mm-hmm. I had this sensation of I should like this character, but I don't. You know, I'm like, I feel like they really want me to like her and I'm just not there. <laughs> and it took quite a while. You should have trusted your instincts. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is that I still like her. In fact, I might like her now more. Yeah, like, right. Oh, like, but I like her in a different way now. I'm like, ooh, sassy villain, yay. Um, a lot of people were doing things such as looking at her appearance and saying that she was reminiscent of Gothel. And while I don't think that she has any blood relation to Gothel whatsoever. Um, she does have dark hair and light eyes, or dark curly hair and light eyes. And um, Gothel had those specifically because the artist wanted to make her look the opposite of Rapunzel. Rapunzel was all round and big eyes and long blonde hair. It's very, you know, not stick straight, but, you know, a naturally straight texture to her mm-hmm. hair. And so they wanted to make Gothel voluptuous with a hooked nose instead of an upturned nose and, you know, dark hair to counter Rapunzel's light hair. And so, I mean, that was, at least that is, I will say, that is the published reason why they did that. And, I mean, I am aware of the anti-Semiticness of the traditional fairy tale witch, and I will not deny that that's a thing, but I will also say I don't think that Disney was intending to be antagonistic in that regard when they designed Gothel. Um... But Cass's look was also inspired in part by the painting of Joan of Arc by Albert Lynch. And if you ever look at that painting, you're like, yep, that's Cass. I mean, Mm -hmm. short, curly hair, short, dark, curly hair in armor. It's very Cassandra. And that so whether or not Cass was meant to look like Gothel at all, she was definitely meant to look like Joan of Arc. Um, It's just a thing that actually exists. And it's yeah, it is. It's it's. It's one of them little fun trivia, fun fact things. Um, so in the movie, when by the movie, I mean Tangled Before Ever After, when Cass and Rapunzel were leaving the castle in secret, um, they bathed Cassandra in green light that was being carried, you know, shot out from a lantern that Cass was carrying. And Gothel had a green lit lantern in the movie. So that once again kind of got that villain connection thing going on. Um, in both Rapunzel's Enemy and in Fitzherbert P.I., she talks about tradition and how important it is to upkeep them. Um, I'm going to point out again right now that this isn't all about clues that were that Castle's going to be antagonistic. This is just a full-out discussion of her character and her character development throughout the series and who she was and who she became and all that kind of fun stuff and how it happened. So in those two episodes, she talks about tradition and how important it is to upkeep them, which I always found interesting and counterintuitive to who she was as a character, since she is a lady in waiting, which is a traditional role for young women with stature, but not nobility. But she wants to be a guard, which is a very non-traditional role. Um, in Rapunzel's Enemy, she refers to the gopher grab as a hallowed tradition and what an honor it is to be the gopher's keeper. And in Fitzherbert P.I., she talks about the tradition of royal portraits and how it's important for a puzzle to put her best face forward for this traditional portrait that she's got to do. So, I mean, she starts out as this very... I don't know, maybe that goes with, like, her her lawful goodness, you know, Mm -hmm. because she starts out as pretty lawful good. um, Follows the rules because those are the rules, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. So, in Challenge of the Brave, she failed to tell Rapunzel how she was feeling and going so far as to lie about it, and she got judged by Owl for lying, and this is something that Owl ends up doing, you know, later on in the series. 
So she complained about Rapunzel's performance and tried to get her disqualified. She hid the frying pan so that Rapunzel would go into the final battle weapon list. She yelled at Rapunzel and blamed her for being oblivious to Cassandra's feelings when Cassandra did her best to hide said feelings from her. Her hiding her feelings is like a running theme through the entire series because it starts here, but then, you know, it every now and then it comes back up whenever things are getting deep. She doesn't want to talk about it. She's just keeps it all to herself. She keeps it close to her vest. So she's just not a very talkative person when it comes to personal things like that. Um, when Eugene in Cassandra versus Eugene, she says she doesn't have time for dreams, which we know is a lie. Now we know that's a lie. Um, but when Eugene asked her if she imagined what her parents were like, she shut down and said she didn't want to discuss it with him. Um, a lot of people wonder if she knows more about her parents than she's letting on. Mm -hmm. um, personally, I gotta say that I think it would be kind of cool if we never learn anything about her parents because she's adopted and she's been adopted her whole life. So it's like, what does it even matter who her, her birth parents were? She's not really connected to them at all, you know? Yeah. So also it'd be kind of nice to have various stages of orphanhood in this series. You have, you know, Cass who was adopted at a young age. You've got Eugene who never got adopted, but finds his, father when he's an adult and probably Lance whose like parent is never going to be discussed one way or another it wouldn't surprise me if we never saw anything about you know Eugene's or Lance's parents Pascal whose only living parent died when he was a baby so I mean all things considered you've just got all these different angles to go for and I think that I was adopted when I was a kid and I never learned who my birth parents were is a really good angle to take you mm -hmm. know it's kind of mm -hmm. things outside the box because it also goes to show that Orphans don't have to know who their birth parents are in order to be happy, you know? Well, yeah. a lot of people think that her past and her parents are something to do with why she did what she did. Like that I, they saw that in the, the mirror, or not the mirror, the door or whatever it is. Door, but. Right, yeah, and I don't personally agree with that because why would she turn the loyalty she's had her entire life around because she happened to meet her birth parents? Yeah. You know? or mm -hmm. a shadow of them or learned their story or whatever. It just, it doesn't seem like that's the sort of thing that she would do a complete 180. Mm -hmm. I so. could see that being a possibility if it was guided by Zantiri's hand. Well, yes, Zantiri is big on the manipulation. So mm -hmm. I can, see, I am not 100, obviously none of us know what exactly is going on with her, <laughs> but I... I am totally open to the possibility that Zontiri manipulated and even partially possessed her. I don't think it's 100% Zontiri and Cassandra's body. Yeah. But it would not surprise me. I mean, because for one thing, if that was like Zontiri and Cassandra's body or any of the other disciples of Zontiri, Al wouldn't have flown out of that door and judged her. He would have attacked her. Yeah. You know? He would have alerted everybody else in the party to the fact that this is not Cassandra. But... What happens to Owl after that episode? We, like, don't see him for the rest of the series. Zontiri is possessing oh, Owl. Yeah. That, I'm getting behind that. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes! <laughs> I suspect that Zontiri just kind of gave Cass a nudge. Yeah, that's possible. I mean, it's entirely yeah. possible. Yeah, as Owl. Um, so, but no. this time when I was going over the episode, something occurred to me that um, I didn't, I never really thought about before. Um, we found out that she's an orphan in um, Cassandra v. Eugene and that the captain taught her to focus on the here and now, how to defend herself, to take on responsibility, and how to earn her keep. 
And these are all things that one might argue could have, she could have been doing when she took the Moonstone. Mm -hmm. Because focusing on the here and now, in the here and now, they're facing the Dark Kingdom and what might come of Rapunzel once she takes the Moonstone. The here and now also involves what happened to her arm and whatever it is that happened in the room in the House of Yesterday's Tomorrow. How to defend herself. For a long time, she's felt that she's defending herself against being usurped by Adira. And also, it's possible that taking the Moonstone is an, in and of itself a defense against someone or something. To take responsibility. Cassandra considers herself responsible for Rapunzel. She told Frederick that she would take care of her, and she is constantly advising her on courses of action and is upset when Rapunzel chooses not to follow her advice. She may also be taking responsibility for whatever happens once the Moonstone is touched. How to earn her keep. If she's no good to Rapunzel in any other way, then perhaps this is the way that she feels she is of use to her. So hearing those things, I guess I was like half in the Ricky's quest zone when I was listening to that. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, oh, I wonder. Oh, so yeah. So so things take on different meanings when you look at them different ways. And I find that fascinating. Mm -hmm. um, in Great Expectations... Expotations, that sounded incorrect, and I want to make sure it sounds right. Um, we get a kind of repeat performance from Challenge of the Brave where she chooses the thing that she wants over being forthright with someone she calls a friend and thus leaving them in the lurch. The primary difference here being that she outright apologizes to Varian and at no point blames him for her choices, which shows character development on her part. Because, like, I was like, I remember watching that episode for the first time going, well, at least she apologized to him, you know? Because mm -hmm. so, previously we had seen that. Cass hates being wrong. I mean, that maintains true through the entire series so far. She hates being wrong, and she has trouble admitting when she's wrong. But she also gets better at it the longer the series goes on. Um, around now is when I started noticing a gradual change in her attitude towards people. She and Eugene got along better, and she was more willing and able to work with people instead of against them or just do it herself, you know, all that kind mm -hmm. of fun stuff. In Under Wraps, um, we have more of her being secretive, but at least she's able to explain to Rapunzel what was bothering her, that Rapunzel wasn't minding her own business despite multiple attempts on Cassandra's part to get her to. So, you know, communication, which is something that she's not great at. <laughs> um, this is also where we learn about the Separatists of Saporia, which we've seen Cass visually linked to at later points in the series, namely in Rapunzel Day 1, since the apothecary cart and the book that they found there are both had the symbol on them. So I know that because of those, a lot of people are saying, well, maybe she's linked to the Separatists somehow. And that would be kind of cool. I'd, I'd be okay with that. I mean, I think that linking her to the Separatists, though, if they do it by way of, oh, your parents were Separatists, that still goes against everything that she has ever thought of. Mm -hmm. If she's, But if she, as Neil pointed out, if she's being manipulated by Dontiri at all, um, it could be a, you know, slightly possessive change of heart in that regard. You know, it's not like our characters are completely strong against possession. Just ask Rapunzel if she's ever been possessed. <laughs> or Lance. This is, and this is also when Eugene calls her our Cassie and begins to really show a protective brother, a protective brotherly attitude towards her, which is like, oh, I, that was what I was like. Okay, so at least on his end, he's starting to like get over his his constant irritation with her. Mm -hmm. This brings us to Queen for a day. While the plot didn't focus on Cass really, I can't help but point out that if Cassandra was working for or with Santiri and intended all along to get the Moonstone for herself, she wouldn't have attempted to keep Rapunzel from finding the Demanitus device, even by so paltry an excuse as it's just a legend. Because after all, Sugracha and possibly Matthews were trapped in it, and activating it freed her. So this, I mean, it's like 
if she was working for Zantiri, she would have been eager to free his disciples, you know? So she wouldn't have been like, don't go looking for that. It's just a legend. Um, this is also the episode where we see Cassandra hug Rapunzel for the first time, like being the first to hug. She's normally something of a touch-me-not and even outright told Rapunzel not to hug her at Challenge of the Brave. But as, as soon as Rapunzel is distressed, she pulls her in. And so no one will ever be able to convince me that it was all an act and that Cass never cared about Rapunzel. No matter how you interpret their relationship, there is genuine affection between them. Mm -hmm. And like, so yeah, she's never, and even now I don't think she hates Rapunzel. I really don't. No. Like, Mm -hmm. like I, I warned you, you know, to be careful who you trust. That doesn't say I hate you. That says I was right. You know, which goes back to the thing I said about she enjoys being right. So yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, in the quest for Varian, that marked what felt to me like the definitive turn in her and Eugene's relationship. This was the first time we saw him insult her in a non-serious situation that she took it with good humor. Because, like, in um, previously in Painter's Block, when they, like, rushed into into Sagrach's tent, um, he threw out a quick insult, and she didn't really react to it because they were, like, in the middle of, like, a battle, sort of, or they were, like, battle-ready. So she didn't really react to it, but in Quest for Varian, she, like, laughs at his joke, you know? <laughs> so I'm like, okay, they are actually genuinely friends now, and so I'm I'm throwing all of my they-don't-like-each-other aside because they're, they're, they've definitely made genuine friendship at this point. Um, in the season one finale, she's caught at being the one who took Rapunzel out past the wall. And so she's going to be punished by being sent to a convent. You know, like, literally, like she said, way back at the beginning, she was literally being sent to a convent for doing it. Um, But when she's given the opportunity to lead the attack on old Corona, she takes it up, singing the line, prove they can trust me, during the final verse of Ready As I'll Ever Be. So she's, you know, already in this state of, I've got to get people to believe in me. Um, At the beginning of Beyond the Corona Walls, which takes place less than a week after the season one finale, she tells Rapunzel that she promised King Frederick she'd take care of her. But this is after Frederick and Eugene had their repetitive conversation about Rapunzel not needing anyone to take care of her, which implies that Cass's promise was made without anyone asking her to do it. It was her own choice. Mm -hmm. So she has made herself Rapunzel's protector, whether anybody wants her to or not. Um, Goodbye and Goodwill was something of a repeat of Challenge of the Brave also, but with Rapunzel being the sore loser this time and Cass being not only chill, but like actually in the right, I was like watching this episode going like, come on, Rapunzel, come on, honey. You're, you're, no, come on. I know that you're like competitive, but this is ridiculous. You're being competitive about like what the people in the town like and they've clearly made their choice. <laughs> she was um, doing her best. It did show that um, Cass has grown and was able to compete with Rapunzel with it all being in good fun to her. In Force of No Return, Cass actually took Adira's side, something unheard of in the current standing. But it was against Eugene, so who even knows? So, like, (laughs) yeah, who even knows? It's so funny to watch that episode in retrospect. (laughs) It is. It really is. There's a lot about that episode that's like, man, if Adira only knew who he was. Yeah, <laughs> I was watching it with my friend Olivia, and I was dying. And she's like, are you okay? And I'm like, no. <laughs> oh, it's so much fun going back and watching the old stuff. I mean, and honestly, when I was watching, um, I was re-watching The Return of Quaid, and I was like, this was so long ago. But then you go back and you watch, like, season one episodes, and you're like, this was so long ago. Mm-hmm. Like, the characters have come so far, and we still have a whole season to go, man. 
I was oh such goodness. a different person when the series started. Right? <laughs> right? So Freebird gave us our first indication that Cassandra was getting frustrated with Rapunzel on the road. She voiced that she didn't like how much dallying Rapunzel was doing, and we learned for the first time that for all her exuberance, Rapunzel is scared of the possible outcome of this quest. Um, this was put aside for the next several episodes and a freaking hiatus, um, <laughs> only to be brought back to our attention in Rapunzel and the Great Tree. This feels like the true beginning of Cass's downward spiral. Because in The Great Tree, she's upset that Rapunzel states plainly that she can take care of herself. She has a beef with Adira and with Rapunzel taking Adira's advice over her own. And she warns Rapunzel not to trust Adira. And it's not the first time she's warned her about that. She sings Waiting in the Wings, in which we learn how deep her desire to be seen is. And not just, you know, I want to be a guard. It's specifically, I want people to notice me and recognize my worth. Um, Man, that song is such a bop. (laughs) (laughs) it really is it's so like yay she magically burns her hand trying to pull Rapunzel out of danger's way and is angry and bitter towards Rapunzel after the fact but hey she gets Baz new armor which conceals her burned arm entirely from view which may be relevant that's Mm -hmm. the thing that her hiding her arm from view for the rest of the season could be extremely relevant um after this we see her practicing with her injured arm trying to build it back up to strength and dexterity in Rapunzel Day 1, she uses her knowledge of Rapunzel's past to trick her into trusting her, earning her another owl judgment. But the end result of the episode is that they acknowledge their continued friendship, despite them both being upset with each other over what happened. I'm, like, really glad it came to that conclusion, honestly, because it's not often enough in media that is, in one way or another, aimed at children, that they acknowledge that friends can stay friends while having a fight. They're just like, look, we're... And also that a situation has two points of view and both of the people in their point of view think they're right, you know, and both of them have a point, you know, I'm not going to say that either one of them is completely right because neither one of them are completely right. And they have every reason to have beef with each other after that point. And I'm cool with it. Mm-hmm. Um, everything that happens in the house of yesterday's tomorrow is like disastrous, but Nothing more so than her vanishing for all of Rapunzeltopia after being called into a room that shuts behind her and spits her back out at the end of the episode. Owl was in there with her and judges her again, and she glares at Rapunzel when she comes back out, despite the fact that the other episodes in the house were about building the group's friendship, community, and trust in each other. This leaves us with the biggest mystery of the season, too. What happened in that room? In Lost and Found, Eugene gets a prediction from Demanitus that says that someone in Rapunzel's party will betray her at the end of the journey. When he reads this, Eugene looks at the group and the camera makes a point of having him suspect Cassandra. And then Destiny's Collide happens. <laughs> so... <laughs> lost, Ellie. So they start out the episode singing about needing to stick together more than ever before, but also about how this could be where they part ways. Her arm seems that to be... That song pregnant. is hilarious. It's, it's supposed to be all, like, you know, cute and happy, but after you watch the episode friend. and then you listen to it again, you're like, Jesus Christ. Really they were playing us this whole time. <laughs> I totally ignored the message of the song. I was like, oh, Eugene and Rapunzel are gonna, gonna split up. I don't know what Cass is singing about, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. well, At what... the end, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> When I first heard it, I thought it was just going to be a happy-go-lucky song. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. It starts out pretty happy, and then, like, immediately in verse one, they go into, like, hey, maybe this is the last thing we'll ever do together for the group. And I'm like, what? Shut up. What? (laughs) Be quiet. Wait, what's going on? Why 
Why do you all think you're dying? What's happening? <laughs> Why are you, you saying that they're okay? totally <laughs> Um, so in this episode, her arm seems to be back to full strength. Um, she makes her first reference to her having a destiny in the entire series. When Adira states that she doesn't know what will happen to Rapunzel, when Rapunzel, sorry, when Adira says that she doesn't know what will happen when Rapunzel joins the Sundrop in Moonstone, Cassandra is visibly ruffled by this. Once they're in the Moonstone chamber, Rapunzel hugs Cass, who doesn't hug her back, and on the wide shot, we see that Cass is poised to run after Rapunzel, which she does, and mm -hmm. grabs the Moonstone after the Black Rock cage is lowered from it, shocking, like, all of us. And then she gets... Then she gets her badass new outfit and utters the immortal phrase, I told you to be careful who to trust. Oh, my so gosh. So we're literally left with, like, way more questions than answers, which is, like, par for the course with Tangled, but, like, what the hell? Like, seriously. <laughs> I felt really bad because the first time I watched it, I was so hopped up on Dark Prince Eugene that I'm like, oh, what? Cass is maybe a villain now? Oh, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? I don't know. Did you see that Eugene has a dad now? <laughs> but then on the, you know, I watched it again and I was like, oh, dang. <laughs> this is serious. Yeah, it's, it's so it's absolutely crazy. And that's where we stand, um, completely not knowing. Um, but I want to remind everybody that Eden Espinosa says that everything will be okay. So everything will be okay, everybody. She's um, like, please breathe. Please Every stop hyperventilating. <laughs> you guys, it's okay. Guys, it's okay. <laughs> I mean, I honestly, I thought that was super sweet of her to like actually post a message on social me media being like, breathe, everything's fine. Mm -hmm. Everything will be okay. It's okay. So, I mean, I have, you know, a confident in the good guys will triumph thing that, you know, I'm not afraid of where Cass is going. Like, I don't think she's the villain for the end of the series. I don't think they're going to have to kill her. I, I God damn, I don't think they're going to have to kill her. Like, <laughs> that would be wild. <laughs> the worst. I, I would um, be shocked. Like, <laughs> freaking shocked. If what they is this, did Game that. of Thrones? I, like, <laughs> yeah, right? I think that people, at least one person, I think, will die in the show. But I am not at all positive that anybody will be killed by someone else. It's like, going to be Edmund. Might... I, I'm convinced it's going to be Edmund. <laughs> yeah, um, it's totally going to be Edmund, and I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I'm already in mourning. Sorry, itty boy. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Eugene's going to be so sad. Yeah, you guys just wait. You're laughing now, but once you see Eugene... Eugene's sad little puppy dog face, like the one he made when he found out his mommy was dead. <laughs> oh man, we're not gonna be laughing then. Well, I mean, you gotta, you gotta admit, we have situations all the time where, like, I want this horrible thing to happen. They're like, I take it yeah. back. I don't want it yep. to happen. <laughs> like, we're laughing, but it's not like we actually want it to happen. Oh, I know, I know. But um, yeah, so play. it's just so. I mean, maybe Adira, yeah. because there's the whole thing. The thing that is really intriguing is that the shadow blade got a name in destiny's collide and then the shadow blade got a great big like forefront scene where everybody was passing it around and using it to destroy the statues mm -hmm. so the shadow blade has been cast into this spotlight which makes me go what's going to happen with that sword why yeah. is that sword suddenly so important i mean considering when we first met the sword so to speak 
I was like positive that that was the sword that was going to cut Rapunzel's hair. I was like, oh, I see where this is going. It can cut the rock so it can cut her hair. And then it couldn't do that. I'm like, well, I don't know what's up with that sword. You know, they took all the wind out of my sails in that regard. So like, it wouldn't surprise me if Cass took the sword and then has this badass sword. Mm -hmm. Um, It also wouldn't surprise me if like Adira and Cass had some sort of a crazy like showdown where like Cass is throwing rocks and Adira is cutting them down. And so I don't know. Adira might die. Edmund might die. I'm still not holding out for Kira. If Adira dies, then uh, Lance is going to be really sad and I don't want to see that. Eugene might die. Eugene might die. No, Rapunzel might die. Yes! Right? So, along that note comes my theory about Varian and Kieran, where the note that Kieran wrote is telling Varian about his role in the Brotherhood, and that Adira then mentors Varian to take his father's place. Aww, that's really cute. I can't see Varian being a knight. I can see him requesting being a well, royal alchemist. Well, he'd try. <laughs> Not necessarily a knight, but... Knight? Yeah, see, but here's well, the thing. I mean, no one's going to be knights of the Dark Kingdom. That, that place yeah, is going to shit. Sure <laughs> the Kingdom, see, the only hope the Dark Kingdom has is that if Rapunzel manages to join the two together and create life the way that I think it's supposed to, because, like, looking at those drawings, that's what it implies. Mm-hmm. Um... And she brings the Dark Kingdom back to life and it changes its name. And, you know, you know, there's that one theory going around where it's like, oh, then maybe Eugene will give the crown to Lance and Lance will be the new king of the Dark Kingdom. And he would like, love that. I would cry. <laughs> I mean, here's the, thing, here's the thing, though. Lance does not know how to rule. The dude is that irresponsible as like. No. And Edmund so, does? And that leaves one person. <laughs> Shorty. Yes! Oh, Tom would never, though. He would never <laughs> let that happen. Tom's like, oh. I quit. I quit early. Right. Oh, Over his dead body. Would let Shorty have such a major role. Shorty <laughs> is on tears. Shorty wakes up and the whole thing was a dream. <laughs> I would be so pissed if that's how this show ends. Oh, my God. <laughs> I would be so so mad. If it was all a shorty dream? It was yeah. a dream like, like he wakes up in the morning of Rapunzel and Eugene's wedding and the whole thing was a dream. And seriously, oh, he's wait, napping wait, wait, at wait, the wait, wedding. Wait. <laughs> yeah, he's napping at the wedding when he wakes up. Yes. Maybe, oh my god, the series ends, it's Rapunzel's birthday and that's why he wakes up and says happy birthday. Oh my god! <laughs> I can't believe we just, that's where just figured was. out the end. Oh god. <laughs> Sorry, we spoiled it, everybody. <laughs> I would be so pissed. I'd I be want. So pissed. I want more yeah. shorty. <laughs> no. Oh Lord Almighty, that would be, like be the worst. Tom doesn't hate shorty as much anymore. He doesn't. Uh, yeah. No, no, no. He just hates someone worse than shorty. He still hates shorty as much. He just hates Hamble more. Why? Hamble Honestly, I think it's because Tom has no tolerance for stupidity for stupidity's sake. <laughs> and I realize this because I realize that I have no tolerance for that in the case of, like, people. But animals that are stupid for stupid sake are awesome. So I'm like, <laughs> I love Hamuel because he's a stupid bird. But, like, I can't stand Shorty because he's a stupid guy, you know? So it's just like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah, just that, love that's... how silly he is. Mm-hmm. 
I just, I feel he just, silly is one thing, but he's so pointless, and yet he's dragged along for the whole adventure. And I'm like, really? <laughs> was that necessary? You yeah. had to bring Shorty for the whole thing. He's the comedic he's relief. The DS- Okay, I need to break it to you, but, like, Eugene and Lance are the comedic relief. Fair. Shorty is the random relief. (laughs) Shorty is the deus ex machina when they don't know what else to do, so they have this male peacock lay a freaking magical egg. That's what Shorty is. Shorty has saved the day more times than... Shorty has written them out of corners more times than... Yeah, right. Sky chicken. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, yeah, so... Considering this is about Cass and we've completely gone off the top of Cass, which is fine. <laughs> I mean, honestly, it's not like that took nearly as long to read as I thought it was going to. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so so we, we have this gigantic mystery. And like, honestly, there's a lot of theories out there that I'm like, oh, I can get behind that without being like, that's the one I think it is. Mm-hmm. I don't have, I don't pretend to know what's happening next. Like, I, this was so unexpected that I'm just like, I don't know. You know? I think we're all going to get like, it wrong. That'd be awesome. I would love it if we were all wrong because that would be like such a corkscrew. Um, now, I just had a thought of what happens behind the door. Uh-huh. What if Cass sees something bad happen to Rapunzel and then when Adira says that, that's why she recoils so much? Mm. Yeah, I mean, people have suspected that. People have suspected that... Um, that what Cass sees behind the door is what happens when Rapunzel joins the Moonstone and the Sundrop. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so even like, if it's well, not true, even if it's not true, but that's what she was shown. We should say not what she sees, but what she was shown. And but that doesn't really explain why she glared at Rapunzel or why Owl judged her when he came. Yeah, out. or why so she's like, ah, oh, don't trust me. Ha 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 ha. Right. Yeah. I mean, honestly, you would think that if that were the case, she'd be talking to her about it. Because it's not like she doesn't share her feelings, but she does share strategy. Mm-hmm. So if if she knew for a fact that something bad was going to happen when Rapunzel, you know, touched the moonstone, she would have been like, look, we got to talk about this. Mm-hmm. You know, I know that you're busy celebrating your boyfriend's birthday or making one up or whatever. But like, we got to <laughs> talk about this. <laughs> so, that was so cute. Like. <laughs> The most unexpectedly wonderful thing ever. I I think my counterpoint to that would be that she she doesn't say anything because she knows Rapunzel won't stop. But I go back to Owl's judgment. Yeah, fair. We we don't know. Nobody knows. Owl's an owl. Because he didn't get to eat any mice while he was inside. (laughs) He's starving. Oh, I'm sorry. We do have one more appearance of Owl, and that is at the beginning of Destiny's Collide when the ravens come at them, and there's Owl. And that's the last time we see Owl. It's just like... So (laughs) Owl was killed by Hamuel, the greatest character. (laughs) Owl's gonna die. (laughs) I am not over Hamuel winding up in Eugene's boot somehow. I don't... He just, he he knew he was meant to be there. He was like, oh, this is yeah. my boy. And it's like, yeah, 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 Hammy, that's your boy. <laughs> <laughs> I really honestly hope that season three gives us, like, any sort of, like, bonding or attempted bonding on that part. Like, I want Hamuel to be all over Eugene and Eugene not to know what to do with this crazy He's like, what? 
What is with this bird? Go away. Someone please explain to me who this child is. <laughs> and they should eat FS skull bond over how annoying Hamuel is. I mean, like, that would be fantastic. Hamuel is bird variant. Yes. Oh I'm my god, yes. That. <laughs> <laughs> it was variant in the door the entire time. Oh, man. <laughs> that would be wild. <laughs> if it was variant. Oh, man. We need this show to come back. Things are getting crazy. Things got crazy as soon as you pitched your bird variant theory. I can't theory. speculate anymore. Still, I maintain, I maintain forever and always that the monkeys the manatees is a Kelsey-level twist. I'm so that, mad like, I didn't get that. Like, can you imagine if Kelsey had been like, I know, Vigors are actually the manatees. We would have been like, ha, 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 you're crazy. <laughs> would have been true. And we would have been like, what? I think that would have been a bigger win than Dark Eugene, honestly. Like, I think so too. Honestly, I think because it's just so random. It's so weird and so random and so insane. But it's amazing. It's amazing. Just like, uh, I mean, I don't know if I will ever be over having the absolute shock stolen from us. But like, oh, it was, it so was sad. It was pretty good as it was when we got the description and we were like, excuse me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So I I was just watching it with my friend Olivia and I I had accidentally spoiled Mooncast for her. <laughs> Oops. We were talking about we were talking about Eugene proposing and I was like, Yeah, well, he's probably not gonna propose in the first episode like he has in past seasons because of all the Moon Sandra stuff. And she's like, the what? And I was like, no! <laughs> Dang it! I hope I he does so propose. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that would be kind of hilarious. Like, Cass puts a big black rock between them. And he's like, hey, Rapunzel, you want to get married now? And she's like, not the time! <laughs> sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> It turns into like a, a Pirates of the Caribbean three level wedding, or like yes. <laughs> they're in the middle of battling, proposing, and she's like, "Okay." He's like, "What do you mean, okay?" And she's like, "Okay." <laughs> if we live through this, I'll marry you. But yeah, I I I was able to not spoil the monkey with Demanitus, and it happened, and she actually she guessed it <laughs> in the episode. Like we got they got to the path of Demanitus, and she's like. Wait a minute, is Vigor Demanitus? And I was like, how did I do that? Oh my god! <laughs> oh, that's crazy. So I was that's very proud of her. Shout out to Olivia. That's amazing. Good job, Olivia. Oh, and also congratulations, Olivia. Oh, yes, yeah, she's getting married this weekend. But yeah, so I mean, there's like, there's all these theories, and I, the only theory that I'm like, no, is like, Cass is not related to Gothel. Yeah. Now, this does not mean at all. This does not mean at all because this this show has taken such weird twists. Now that we know that Gothel was one of the disciples, I'm not saying with a definitive answer that she had nothing to do with Cassandra's manipulation. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't even possibly try to pretend that I know that at this point. But like, I'll straight up be like, she's not her mother. Just mm-hmm. no, no. No, no, P.S. No. <laughs> um, yeah, that's the one thing that I just absolutely deny. But it's like, I think that the biggest thing with Cass is that she has more than one reason to have done what she did. And I think that people who see it 
clearly or see it exclusively in black and white that she did it for this reason and this reason only. I think that's short-sighted because Cassandra has already proven to be a very complicated character. And I think it's selling the character short to assume that there's only one reason why she did anything. Yeah. You know, so it's like she had her whole, you know, her need to be acknowledged and to be seen and and her her whole like she's not a power hungry person she's a recognition hungry person and it's just it's crazy and i'm like absolutely i don't think she did it because she hates rapunzel because you know rapunzel's like her sister and she wants rapunzel to trust her and to rely on her and rapunzel proved that she didn't need to rely on her anymore and didn't always trust her judgment, that hit hard, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's not, it's just, I don't know, it's not hatred. It's just, it's not. Like, yes, I know that that the crew labeled all of their concept stuff as evil cast, but that's like shorthand. It's hard for me to like say, oh yeah, she's definitely evil. The only way that I would say she's definitely evil is if she is 100% possessed, which I don't necessarily believe. Mm-hmm. Oh, also, one thing I didn't really go over, I mean, I did mention that the armor covers her hand for the rest of the thing, but I also, I have speculated and I've seen other people speculate that the uh, burn was spreading. It was a magical burn after all. Mm-hmm. That it was spreading and possibly whatever happened beyond that door healed her arm and she did not want everybody to see that her arm was okay and mm-hmm. that's another reason why the armor hasn't come off at all since then that you know the last last thing we see is it you know we see the arm right before she gets her fancy new outfit the funniest um, thought of Cass being completely possessed by Zontiri is that she sang while he was possessing her so Zontiri was like singing <laughs> with you by my side <laughs> I mean done stuff like that to manipulate i mean not sing necessarily but he did propose to rapunzel yeah that's true he's like all right we're singing now all right true he did have matthews propose to rapunzel so matthews is like you're very theatrical he's like thank you (laughs) (laughs) i've also seen it speculated that what Cass saw on the other side of the door was she saw what rapunzel was was dreaming and so she mm. was mad at her that Rapunzel is painting her in the light of a villain, even though it was Matthews who was doing it. Mm-hmm. So that's a step of manipulation right there. Mm. So um, she's like, oh, so subconsciously you think I'm evil? Fine. Mm-hmm. You know, that kind of thing. So I don't know. We don't know. There's too much going on. And mm-hmm. we need it back. Guys, give it back to us. I mean, I'm not saying this to the crew. I'm saying this to the network. Please. I'm, <laughs> I'm getting to the point where I'm like, all right, I'm done. It's time. <laughs> My patience is wearing out. (laughs) Honestly, y'all know how patient I am. And I'm like, okay, I'm reaching that point. We are now like, what, it was June. So it's been, we're going to month four right now. Oh my gosh. No, wasn't it April? No. Yeah. When Destiny's Collide came in? Yeah. Yeah, it was April April, because we were in Vegas. It was April 14th. Yep. If that day will live Five in months. infamy for me forever, I will celebrate it every year. Okay. People will be like, why do you need that day off work? And I'll be like, it's a national holiday. <laughs> so we are now going into the fifth month. Oh. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Um, so about now, okay, as I will remind people, our hiatus between seasons one and two was five and a half months. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so that would put if if it stayed on the same time zone timeline, and I'm not implying that it will, but if it did, that would put season three at the beginning of November. No, October. October. At the beginning yes, of October. Yes, birthday gift. Let's go. Um, so yeah, it's just it's a whole, but that's not anything necessary necessary because it's like the mid season two hiatus was six months long. Yeah. So. You want to follow that trend, it's going to be even longer. Mm -hmm. So um, who even knows? I mean, I know that a lot of us are speculating that it will resume when Disney Plus comes out, which is uh, November 11th. Um, But who knows? I mean... It could get dropped tomorrow. You never know with Tangled. Yeah, see, that's the (laughs) thing. It's like, God, we have this weird... I don't want to call it a curse, but it is this thing that happens a lot that we are recording Tangled Talk, and while we're recording it, big news drops. Mm-hmm. Like, it happens... It's happened multiple it, times. It, it's happened multiple times, yeah. Like, we'll come back and be like, oh, by the way, here's this new episode stuff you could have discussed, mm-hmm. but now you can't because you're done recording. <laughs> um, so, I mean, yeah. So, it it we could... Yeah, for all we know, tomorrow they're going to say, by the way, um, the last time we got when we got the news for when season two was starting was literally two weeks before mm-hmm. season two started they're just like at the end of june they're like by the way and we're like by, by the way well, <laughs> considering we've been saying the entire time like they had said that more episodes were coming in the summer and then they had the big old like disney summer go thing and Tangled wasn't included in that and we were like why the heck not i thought it was resuming in the summer mm-hmm. and then they just dropped it on us like two weeks before it started. And then they like were throwing all this stuff at us. Like, by the way, Eugene had a fiance. Here's a clip. <laughs> Don't you hate her? I mean, it was just like, so yeah, it was absolutely nutso. And so who knows? Maybe they will just abruptly drop it on us like they did before. Um, Listen, Rapunzel and Eugene are very tired after what happened at the end of season two. They're napping. They're napping. Six month nap. <laughs> All right, wake up. Time to go. Time to go. Start. Let's go. Let's get cracking. Eugene, go talk to your father. Yes, oh please. my God, please. Please <laughs> go talk to your dad. <laughs> I'm curious where season three is going to start. Where? Uh, yeah. Like, it feels like it needs to happen, like, directly after the end yeah. of season two. If it doesn't, I'm going to riot. <laughs> yeah. It is going to be weird if, like, you know, they're like outside having a meal, being like, "Wow, th- that, that huge crazy. valley!" That's what I <laughs> inside that antechamber was. No, they're back in Corona. Like, Wait, what? <laughs> they're back in Corona. They're like, "That was crazy, right?" And cast is normal <laughs> again. They're back in Corona. Edmund and Frederick have met, and Frederick has just spontaneously combusted because he's realized he sucks. <laughs> and then it cuts to six months earlier. <laughs> six months earlier this is what happened yeah um but yeah so it's like it feels like it needs to have start like directly after the end of season two because it's like how do you skip any time you just you can't there's more story to tell Mm -hmm. um but my question is and this is the big question of the season two or season three premiere is who's going to say previously on tangled who's gonna say me probably it probably will be all evil and stuff she'll be like previously on Tangled, and we'll be like, shut up, shut up. <laughs> she won't say it like that, but, you know. It'll it's shorty. feel very cheesy. <laughs> shorty. Oh, yeah. Yes. Previ- previously 
on. Wait, what's this show called? <laughs> Breaking the fourth wall. <laughs> I also love, I also really love that despite the fact that it started as Tangled the series and turned into Rapunzel's Tangled Adventure, they're just like, no, it's Tangled. You're we right. all know. It's all previously on Tangled. No. I love that they changed, uh, you know, the series title to Rapunzel's Tangled Adventure when season two was really the season of Eugene. <laughs> Eugene's so, Tangled Adventure. continued to be Tangled the series, but that's just my opinion. I mean, I have speculated before, and I don't know if I will ever find out the true answer behind this, because it's not like any of the crew who I talk to knows the answer. I think mm -hmm. the network wanted them to change the title because more people Google Rapunzel than Google Tangled. And so yes. if they started Googling Rapunzel, then they'd be more likely to see, like, screen caps or GIFs or whatever from the show, and they'd be more likely to find out it existed. So mm -hmm. I think it was, like, a really weird marketing ploy that they... That was like the only season two marketing ploy they did, you know? Makes sense. Um, yeah. But that's my guess. Yeah. But, oh my Who gosh, knows I what this is? that at whatever point they they announce season three, that means that they're also going to give us a season three poster. Yes. It means that we'll like suddenly have some vague idea of what might be happening in season three. I can't wait to see the opening. I want to see what the journal opening is. Oh my is. god, me too. I'm like dying to find out how this opens. Like, is it going like, to be the same song? Cats? Yeah, probably. I'm sure, I'm sure it'll be the same song. But, like, now, like, the opening shot's going to be like, Cassandra! You know? <laughs> and who knows? Maybe Varian will finally be in the opening, you know? Maybe. That'd be great. I think the opening's gonna be something we're gonna want to watch to see what's coming in the season. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, you have to remember that the opening—they've always been very good at. If there's anything that indicates what's going to be in the season, it happens in the first episode. Like the opening for the second season had Eugene Rapunzel uh, proposing to Rapunzel again, mm -hmm. and she had her hand on her forehead. But that happened in the first season and in the first episode. Mm -hmm. So like. They're like, oh, you're going to find out about this right away anyway. So, I mean, they're not going to I was like... not ready for that. I was like, oh, my God! <laughs> Wasn't that in the promotional material? No. no. I can't remember. The, the practicing mean... proposal was. Yeah, the practice. Yeah, that was the practicing. Oh. But, but, um, but yeah, it's, it's like um, we have the closest thing we have to any indication is that when Tangled Before Ever After came out on DVD, if you bought the DVD at Target, you got a little journal that was like nine photocopied pages of the journal that Claire Keane put together as the pitch for the show. So if you read all of the notes in there, you had a vague idea of things that were going to happen. Mm -hmm. And the biggest idea we got was that there was going to be multiple proposals mm -hmm. because, yeah. You had She's like of... Eugene proposed again. We're like, what? He did what now? It had Eugene proposed again, and then later on, it was like Eugene proposed again. And it's like, <laughs> oh, if you're gonna keep doing this, excellent. So yeah, I mean, it would be interesting if season three had or first episode of season three had a proposal, and her answer was just, "Do you think now is the right time for this?" You know? <laughs> She's like, like, really? I don't know. My dad's here, but mom like that. Oh my god, what if that was what it is? What if it was like Edmund's like, so when are you gonna marry her? And he's like, um, this is a sore subject, dad. So, yeah. See, this thing is that not only are we trying to imagine where the episode is going to start, it's like, what's gonna happen like 10 minutes in, mm -hmm. you know? It's like, 
I swear to God, if Eddie dies in the first episode of season three, Disney will be hearing from me and my lawyers and me in my T-Rex costume running around with a sign outside the Disney studios. I will not be a happy puffer fish. And the worst part is, is that he'll be like, you killed King Ed, and then most of the people in the building will be like, who? It's true. Actually, I don't know how it is with, with them, but I know that like a lot of the crews of the other shows do watch the other shows because they're like, yeah, friends work on this show. You know, we made this show. I like this show. So um, and you also you never know when like you they'd be called up from whatever they were working on to do it. Because I know that like Philip Light did not work a lot on Tangled, but occasionally did character design when they needed him to. Like, I think he's the one who designed Hector, you know. But mm-hmm. it's not like he was ever really called on all that frequently, I don't think. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, so it's like, yeah, it happens. But, yeah, yeah so it's like you, they'd be like, you killed King Ed, but they're like, oh, she found out. <laughs> I'll be like, oh, God. No, oh, God. You know what? Yeah, they'll be looking prepare for this, but we you know weren't what? ready. Okay, you know what they'll actually be like? Oh, did season three start? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Because, like, they I know. mean... They, they, they know. know now that they should start fortifying the studios to, you know, <laughs> keep me back. I mean, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be at Disneyland in November, and I'm gonna get myself a lightsaber. And I know I'm not supposed to go fight Kylo Ren with that lightsaber, but I'll have <laughs> a lightsaber, and I'll need to fight someone. So yeah, we basically, we, we our conclusion is that we have no conclusion whatsoever. <laughs> um, and that about wraps up our crazy show thanks for joining us neil this was fun it's always fun to have an extra voice hey it was fun um and also you get to see the joy now of as we are doing tangle talk we come up with theories and it just happens while we're doing the show all the time like wait a minute as i'm discussing this the neurons are firing and i suddenly have a new idea um but yeah so thanks for joining us guys um hopefully we'll have news about season three soon i know i say that like every tangle talk right now but i mean it every single time we'll be right and... eventually yeah. and maybe right. it's gonna and launch I, with disney add... plus <laughs> so can i add one last thing of course we go? absolutely uh, i i just want to shamelessly plug that becky and i make some pretty dope fantasy pins uh <laughs> while we were recording tonight i was quality checking our brand new fitz pancake day pins yes which yes. will be coming to our instagram and etsy st- shops soon but we do have a cassandra pin that's really cute and a varian wanted poster and a dark prince eugene pin uh is that all we have right now yeah, yeah, that's all we have right now because we sold out of the first one because you guys are. <laughs> it wonderful. was so cute. Yeah. Oh, and I we have a. Questions. And we do have a uh, another new dream design coming up soon. I'm working on that right now because I'm the artist. Get your wallet's ready. Yes. Get your wallet's ready. You're gonna want it. I promise. Um, but yeah, so I do the art for it, and Ellie does all of the management for it. So we're a good team. Um, Woo! So, and I yeah, buy them. And, and Kelsey's <laughs> our, our best customer. Yeah. yeah. Um, she's like literally the first person to buy them like every single time. <laughs> yeah. I, so, I have a couple people who have bought every single one of our pins. Kelsey is one of them. Yes. <laughs> yep. Because of course she is. She's and the best. She's the best. And so, yeah, don't forget to check out below for Ariana Appreciation Month and for New Dream Week. 
Um, keep looking and scouring for Ricky's quest because we don't know when he's going to decide to tell us what the answer is. Um, oh, we'll also have our shop link in the bio. Sorry, I didn't say what it was. We're yes, set open. Our shop link is in the bio. <laughs> Oh, yes, gosh. we're double page. Um, and um, I'd like to to point out that Ricky's quest is so nutso that it like caused me to dream about it last night. And Ricky <laughs> was as big a tease in my dreams as he is in real life. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So thanks for joining us, guys. Um, we will see you next time. And we hope that we have news soon so we can all scream together. And until then, we'll talk to you later. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.